Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. It is just me today, Lexi, for a solo episode. We had a bunch of requests, which actually really surprised me, for me to do a solo episode all about dental school, um, what I've learned, how I've adjusted, why I wanted to go into this profession, and just a little bit about the day-to-day life as a dental student. So I figured, why not? Let's just record and see what we come up with. Order's up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. Chicken noodle scoop. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, as usual, I wanted to do the weekly scoop. However, it is just Lexi. I am here by myself for this as well. Um, We actually did have our grandmother pass away this past week, so we were kind of busy with that. Gabby was in town after I came and visited her to help her with some things. So kind of a crazy week here, um, but I am super grateful to get to see all of my family and for all of us to be together during this time. However, with that being said, I did want to get this episode out before I started school again. I did record this episode about two weeks before you are listening to it right now. I did want to record it in advance in case things, you know, got a little crazy with everything going on. And I had a bunch of DMs asking when this episode was coming, so here it is. Gabby did her solo episode for her birthday, and I'm going to do this solo episode all about dental school and my journey, so I hope you enjoy. So a lot of people wanted to know just sort of what dental school is like, which I understand because before I started dental school you know you hear stories that it's so hard and it's so different from regular undergrad in college and I actually had no clue what a normal day looked like as a dental student and so I understand people's you know curiosity on what I do day to day and what me and my fellow classmates get up to on a regular basis so I figured why not let's record so here we are and To start off, so right now I am going into my third year of dental school at the University of Buffalo in Buffalo, New York, and I actually attended UB for undergrad as well. So I did four years of undergrad and then dental school is four years, and then in order to practice in New York State, you have to do a year of residency after graduation. So I will most likely be doing that as well as taking an exam to certify me to also practice in other states considering I have no clue where I'm going to end up working or living after dental school. I just want to cover my bases and sort of go from there. So how I got into dentistry and why I wanted to be a dentist, of course, this is everybody's first question on every interview. When you tell people, you know, you want to be a dentist, they ask why. For me, I've always wanted to be a dentist. And as weird as that sounds, it was either dentistry or I wanted to be a lawyer. And I have no lawyers or dentists in my family. My parents are actually both in education, but something about the dental office always fascinated me. I loved going to the dentist as a kid, and I just thought that that would be the perfect fit for a career, even at a young age, because you got to hang out with people and talk to them on a more regular basis than a physician would, and you get to do a lot of hands-on things in dentistry, so dentists are constantly, you know, reshaping teeth or repositioning teeth or fixing teeth and 
As a kid, I always thought it would be really fun to work with my hands in that way. So I guess that's sort of what led me to dentistry. And I mean, come on, anybody that says that they didn't go into dentistry because of the lifestyle it provides is probably lying to you. Yes, we all do love helping people, but I mean, it provides an awesome work-life balance once dental school is over and you know we're actually out there practicing. So all of those things together is kind of what got me into dentistry. So the next question is, did I always want to go to UB for dental school? Where did I apply? Sort of things like that. And when I was in high school, I did an internship um, through an independent study in high school. And that's where I started looking up, you know, what dental schools were around and where I wanted to go. And that was sort of also my deciding factor in attending UB for undergrad as I knew that they had a dental school and I knew that it was far enough from home that I could be on my own, but close enough that if I needed to go home, I could. And so that's why I chose UB for undergrad with the intent of hopefully staying there for dental school. However, come junior, senior year, I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in Buffalo. And so I actually applied all over the country. Um, I went on interviews at Let's see, University of Alabama, Birmingham, which I absolutely loved. I went to all of the Florida Dental School interviews because at that time I thought I really wanted to move down to Florida and be near my sister. So University of Florida, Nova, and LeCom are all the dental schools down there. I also interviewed at UB. And then the last school I interviewed at was, I think it was the last school I interviewed at, was University of Las Vegas, Nevada. And... That was also really cool. I've never been to Vegas and going to see, you know, all that Vegas had to offer with the hiking and things like that. That was a really awesome interview to attend. So as far as recommendations, I honestly recommend applying to as many schools as you want. I did apply to UCLA and Columbia as well as UNC. However, I did not attend the interviews there. UNC, I did not get an interview, if I'm being completely honest with you, which I kind of expected. They don't take many out-of-state students. And then Columbia and UCLA I got interviews after the fact after I already got accepted to other schools so I decided not to attend those interviews Um, but the interview process yes it's expensive to apply to all those schools and to you know travel to all those schools but I made it so that my senior year was a lighter schedule as far as undergrad went so that I had more time to travel and I tried to schedule my interviews on Mondays or Fridays so I could take long weekends and things like that and my parents were really really great and supportive and either my mom or my dad went with me on all of my interviews so that I didn't have to travel alone which was incredible because I was super nervous and it just made it easier to have family nearby. I think I attended one interview without one or two a couple without them Um, but other than that they were there for all of them which was super super nice so for the application process so I guess I'll go back in undergrad you can honestly major in whatever you want if you're pursuing a pre-med or pre-dental career I think I mean obviously schools have requirements as far as prerequisite classes go and you definitely have to take those in order to fulfill those requirements however I currently am in dental school with a people from a plethora of majors. We have a couple engineering students, economics, English, theater, you know, the list goes on and on. So as long as you take what you need to take, you can truly major in whatever you want. I chose to major in biomedical sciences and a minor in Spanish because one, I thought that would be useful. Two, I was really interested in the sciences anyways. And three, it just fulfilled all the requirements within the major itself. So for me, it was like killing two birds with one stone. So that's the path I chose to take. Um, Going back, 
I think if I would have to change my major, it would have been to psychology just because I really enjoy it. And I think it would be fun to have that skill set as well. Um, But I am not, I don't regret anything. I mean, it got me to the path where I am and all of that. So I am super grateful that UB prepared me as an undergrad student so well for dental school. And I think ultimately when it came down to making my decision I chose to stay in Buffalo just because of the community that the city itself provided the friends I made here things like that Um, my two best friends from undergrad did move away so neither of them live in Buffalo anymore but they're not far and I just liked you know the the life I created for myself the four years while I was in undergrad here so I chose to stay Um, I did put in deposits to to other schools which so how it works is there's a The earliest decision time you can get is usually the first week of December. So for us, it was December 1st. We found out if we got accepted to the first round of interviews that we applied. And I got in, thankfully, and I'm very grateful to all of the schools that I did interview at. So then it came down to, okay, I have a couple months now to put in deposits and make a decision. And a couple schools did do refundable deposits. However, a couple did not. So I did lose one of the three deposits that I put in place. Um... I wouldn't necessarily recommend putting in deposits to more than one school. I'm just very indecisive and truly couldn't make a decision. So for me, that is the path that I took and I did choose to put in multiple deposits to sort of give myself extra time. However, having to personally call the deans of the two schools that I put in deposits to that I was not attending was super, super tough, especially at Alabama because I came to um, start to get pretty close with that dean and I did love the school. So to call and then say I actually would not be attending was really, really hard. Um, However, I do believe things happen for a reason, so... Here we are. I guess if I didn't stay in Buffalo, I wouldn't have met Sean and wouldn't have created this life that I'm currently living. So I am grateful for that. However, I mean, of course, I always wonder what if I went to a different school and every school has their pros and cons. And I'm going to be completely honest with my experience so far as I keep going. Um, But yeah, so that is where that is at. So I'm kind of jumping all over the place. Sorry for that. But so back in undergrad, I met with my pre-health advisor pretty often to sort of just make sure I was getting all my requirements done in a timely manner and also they helped a lot with my personal statement and my applications and things like that so sophomore year of undergrad at UB you can actually apply to the UB dental school as an early assurance I think it's all SUNY schools in the area you can apply um But basically what that is, is as long as you get a certain score on your dental entrance exam, the DAT, and keep a certain GPA the rest of your undergrad, you're guaranteed admission. So you're not locked in. However, most students that do get the early assurance acceptance do choose to stay at UB. It's just kind of like you can take a breather and relax a little bit. Um, But so I applied and I got an interview. There were four of us total that got interviews and I did not get in. Um, It was a great first look at what a dental school interview was like, though. It was very, very similar to what I experienced in regular admission interviews. So, I mean, I got the experience of that and just sort of the first round of interview jitters out of the way early my sophomore year. Um, So I did apply to that, got denied, and then decided to just go out with regular admissions from there on out. So then after my junior year of college is when I took my dental admissions exam my DAT 
And I had absolutely no idea how I was going to prepare for that. It was very daunting because I am horrible at standardized tests. Any kind of test that's super long and covers a bunch of subjects at once. I just, I'm not great at it. It's, I'm very indecisive, like I said. So those kind of tests for me are always a struggle, like the SAT, for example. And so I had no clue how I was going to study. I did know that I was going to probably have to invest in a program that would help me prepare because I had no clue where to start. And knowing my strengths and weaknesses, I just felt that that would be the best option for me, um, which I ended up working out great because I attended... Uh, a club fair at UB and one of the clubs was holding a meeting and basically they had somebody from Kaplan which is a test prep company giving away discounts to the classes and so I went to the meeting put in my name in the raffle and I actually won half off the Kaplan course for anything I wanted to take so obviously for me that was the DAT and I signed up on the website and decided when I was going to take it. I ended up taking the review course during the spring of my junior year. So I was balancing it with classes. However, I found out that I wanted to do that early enough that I could make my schedule sort of fit that. So I gave myself a couple mornings off a week to do that. And then I signed up for the online webcam course on Sunday nights. So with that course, um, I highly recommend. I think it prepared me way better than I could have on my own. And they have the best instructors and they walk you through. I mean, this is obviously not sponsored, but I do love Kaplan. I worked for them as a student brand ambassador after this in undergrad. And I think they're an awesome company to work for. So I did take that course and it was over, like like I said, the span of the spring semester. So I want to say... It was every week on Sunday nights and then they would have like self-guided study stuff set out in a plan for you to do on the days during the week leading up to it and then a bunch of practice tests. And for me, that was the most helpful thing because sitting there for that long and taking all of those sections together was something I really, really struggled with. So towards the end of the course, I just took as many practice tests as I could find and ultimately I decided to push back my test date. I didn't feel that I was ready and I didn't want to rush it so I moved my test date back to June instead of early May when I originally was going to take it and I took the first couple weeks of summer to keep taking those practice tests and continue reviewing what I needed work on and eventually I took the test and I was very happy with how I did. Um, I don't know if I still even have my score report to share but Um, I hit my goal score overall, which was what I was really, really aiming at. And my worst score from the beginning stayed the worst score at the end, the PAT section, which if you don't know what that is, it's the perceptual abilities test. And basically it's like a bunch of different shapes and you folding paper and what shape is it when it comes out and just a bunch of weird sort of mental visualization stuff that I am horrible at. Horrible. But I did improve. So the course definitely helped, but it was still my worst score. And so once I did that, I had all my information in and I applied using the AdSAS application, which is just, it's actually really, really convenient. Um, What it is, is it combines all of the applications from the different schools into one. So you can sort of fill out, it's like the common app for undergrad. And it allows you to just sort of combine everything into one application. And then each school will have supplemental essay questions to answer. At least that's how it was for me. So I will be honest, it is very expensive to apply to dental school. The DAT isn't cheap and then you have to pay for the overall application and then each school there's like a little bit of a fee added on to that and 
So I applied to, like I said, a bunch of schools and I did pay for all of that with my own money, which was like my first big expense for dental school. I remember actually, funny story, my bank called me and actually denied my application fee because they thought that somebody stole my credit card and was making a big purchase. And I had to go in and tell them like, no, it's just for dental school applications. Little did they know I would have to make that call many, many more times after that because everything in dental school is insanely expensive. But so that is kind of the application process and timeline. Um, I did do a lot of shadowing in undergrad just here and there. My advice for that, because a lot of people ask, um, you know, how did I get my foot in the door with shadowing? Honestly, if you find one dentist in the area and you just are a normal human being and do a decent job, they're very likely to recommend you to other dentists that they're friends with and that they know in the area. So my biggest advice is just reach out to a ton of dentists in the area that you're at get to know one and then they'll help you along. It also helps networking when you need letters of recommendation and things like that. Speaking of letters of recommendation, I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute. So I'm going to take a breath, (laughs) pause and sort of slow down for you guys. But speaking of letters of recommendation, that's another question I get a lot. And honestly, that was really tough. I'm not going to lie, especially at a big school like UB. My classes had four or five hundred people in them a lot of times, especially for my science classes. So getting to know professors was very much, you know, something I had to do on my own. I had to go up and meet them in office hours and go for extra help and things like that, apply to be TAs. And that's ultimately how I ended up getting my letters of recommendation. But it is tough and it's really awkward, especially when you ask for one. And if they say no or they don't answer right away, you know, just don't take it personally. Reach out again. See if they're willing. Um, But you just kind of have to bite the bullet and ask and it is awkward and it is weird but it's worth it if this is what you want to do they'll understand I mean they get asked for letters a million times a day I'm sure from people here and there so and past students they've had so don't be afraid just put yourself out there and ask as far as interview tips um my number one tip for people is just be yourself. Obviously, I'm no expert on any of these topics. I just have gotten a lot of questions, especially recently from people that are interested in dentistry or just, you know, applying to colleges in general. Um, my biggest tip is just be yourself and be normal and show. don't be afraid to show your personality in an interview because you need to understand that the school needs to be a correct fit for you just as well as they're interviewing you to be a good fit for the school. So show your true colors, obviously be professional and answer questions to the best of your ability, but don't be afraid to show your personality. I think that's something that a lot of people misconstrue when they're going into an interview is they want to be very stiff and professional and to the point. But I think a lot of times, especially now in 2020, I mean, you have to think so many people are, you know, showing their business on Instagram and people are sharing from word of mouth. And it's not just about like, oh, this dentist does great work. Here's my teeth. It's this dentist, you know, is very personable and he treats our family really well, he or she, and things like that. So I think schools are really looking for personality and more than just, you know, a high GPA and a good test score. So that would be my number one tip. Um, Another tip, don't rehearse it too much. I'm the kind of person that, I mean, stresses over everything and is a very big planner, but I found myself when I was rehearsing questions and looking things up online, I was very robotic and if they asked a question that I didn't prepare I would often blank out because all I could remember was things I prepared so my advice for that is just 
kind of wing it. Definitely look up questions and start thinking of answers and especially the big questions like why do you want to be a dentist? Why do you want to come to our school? Things like that. But I would go into it with the mentality that just think on your feet because that's the kind of questions they're going to ask anyways. Um, Another interview question I get a lot is were they similar, different? Obviously, each school is going to have a different interview style. Um, For example, LECOM. When I interviewed there, it was a group interview and there was a hands-on activity, which were two things that I did not experience at any other school. So for the group interview, they would group us with other students and we would all sit around a table with the interviewer and they would just ask a question to the group and it was up to you to find a time to talk and share something new that someone else in the group didn't share. And that was very, very different. All the other interviews I had were one-on-one um, so or one-on-a-couple-interviewers, things like that, but I was by myself. And at this school, it was different. Also different was a hands-on activity. And I know other couple, there are a couple other dental schools that do this in different ways. But LeCom, for example, gave everybody at the table a bar of soap and a knife and said, carve this into a pink eraser. And they put the eraser in the middle of the table and said, do your best. Here's your time and go. That was very, very unexpected and different because, I mean, first of all, I don't know about you, but I've never carved a bar of soap in my life. So that was new, but then to also just have the pressure of a time and trying to make it look as perfect as you possibly can and people around you, you know, I go to school with a lot of very artistically talented people and I am just not one of those people and that's fine, Um, but things like this can be very intimidating and I mean, it was a big life lesson and mine actually broke in like the last two minutes and I had to think on my feet and figure out how I'm going to put this thing back together And what I did is we had bottles of water sitting near us and I actually dipped my finger in the bottle of water and used that to sort of mold the soap back together. So you never know what you're going to encounter in an interview. You can't really prepare yourself and just good luck. Honestly, like as long as you're yourself and don't get too nervous, like it'll all work out and you'll find the school that's right for you. So last thing I want to discuss regarding interviews. Actually, there's two more things. One is dress code. I mean, you can look up what to wear to these interviews on Google. It's pretty standard, but just make sure above all else that you're comfortable. Don't wear shoes that you can't walk in because you're going to be walking for a tour. Make sure that if you're wearing a skirt or a dress, you can sit down on it. You can get up, things like that. And try to find colors that you want something that's going to stand out, but not, you know, look like not professional and completely out in left field. Like you don't want to be wearing neon green to an interview. Um, But so I had like two interview outfits that I would just rotate, like two or three that I felt comfortable in because you don't need a different interview outfit for every school. They don't know what you wore. So just find one or two outfits. Um, Boohoo is actually a great place for like professional clothes on a budget. Um, H&M is another one that has really good business casual stuff that you could wear to interviews. Pinterest is where I found my outfit inspo for interviews, honestly, and still where I find most of my outfit inspo. But Just do some research um, and there's a bunch of resources online regarding that. But now the last thing I want to talk about with interviews is at the very end, almost always, the interviewer is going to say, do you have any questions for us? And honestly, if you're like me, you did your research for the school, you don't have any questions because you know what you like and don't like, but... However, one question that is always a safe bet to ask is, if they didn't already address it, is what is the student culture like? Because this is super, super important. 
if you don't fit with the other students in your class or at least find a couple students with common interests or a couple activities, you're going to be miserable. And I'll get into more about that. But talk to the students, find out what they like and don't like. You could always ask, you know, what do you think is the school's biggest weakness? Or if you have a particular interest, you know, how does the school prepare me to do X, Y, and Z? Or what is the clinic like? Just research a couple questions, a couple things that you want to know about the school and be prepared to ask because it shows that you are interested and you know your stuff. So I highly recommend asking a question at the end. I have a funny story. I wasn't going to tell it, but when I went to my UB early assurance interview, (laughs) obviously I wasn't as prepared as I was for the other ones because it was my sophomore year of college. But one of the interviewers who I now know pretty well because I attend that school um, asked if I had any questions and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna be my silly self and I'm gonna say, if you could be any animal, what would you be? And I, you know, I was laughing and I was being lighthearted when I asked and he replied with a very straight face, why would you ask me that? My stomach sank. That's probably a good reason why I didn't get in for early assurance. And I never asked that question again. He did answer and he said something like bird or something like that. But know your interviewer. If they are joking around with you, you can ask a question like that. But if not, I highly recommend against it. (laughs) Dang, this podcasting thing alone is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Shout out to all you solo podcasters. My throat hurts. I have nobody to bounce ideas off of and joke around with. So forgive me if I laugh at my own jokes. Nobody else is laughing. So I'm just giving myself the encouragement I need to keep going. So the next topic I'm going to talk about is just my experience experience so far I guess and I'm obviously not going to get into like super personal details or anything that is too juicy because I mean I not that there's anything crazy or there's no scandals or anything but I do still attend the school and as of right now you know there's nothing super crazy that I feel like you know I need to share honestly not like I'm not hiding anything but I'm just going to tell you the basic experience from my perspective, I guess. So I chose, like I said, my roommate and best friends in undergrad, they moved away. So I was left to figure out if I wanted to live alone. At this point, it's Sean and I like weren't seriously dating or anything. So it's not like we're just going to jump in and move in together. So I decided to live with two other people that I saw were accepted into the dental school. And we got an apartment and... Everything was fine. Honestly, it's just I really struggled with being around dental students 24-7. And for me, I mean, I'm a big personality. I always joke that I'm like cilantro. You either love me or you hate me. And I just did not love the idea of going to school all day and then coming home and still being around school and other students. And So I did live with other dental students the first semester of dental school. And then after winter break, I actually had a different dental student take my lease in that apartment. And Sean and I were at the point where we felt that it was the right move to move in together. So that's what we did. And honestly, I think it was just so many adjustments my first year of dental school in general with the culture and the lifestyle of a dental student that adding on to it being around other dental students 24-7 and just not having a break I was absolutely awful at balancing school and life my first semester and really first year. Um, I really, really struggled with comparing myself to others, if I'm being completely honest. And I mean, dental students are very competitive in nature. And it's hard, you know, when you're surrounded by the same group of people. There were 93 of us. And 
you're surrounded by the same group of people all day every day from eight to five some days and you're all taking the same classes you're all doing the same projects it's super tough not to compare yourself to other people in the class and I think a lot of my classmates would agree that the first year was just full of adjustments and figuring out you know friendships and you know how you study best and things like that so I definitely would say that first year so far out of obviously I've only gone for two years but is my least favorite year just as far as the courses go too because it's not a lot of dental stuff it's mainly just basic sciences like histology gross anatomy things like that I mean gross anatomy was a super cool class but probably the hardest course I've ever taken still to this day um it was tough we did you're in groups of six or eight and you get assigned a human cadaver that was donated um after they passed and it's I mean it's unreal you get to literally dissect a human body and learn the ins and outs of a human body but it was tough I mean we as dental students also had to learn all the way down from you know the intestines the GI tract the arms the fingers the tendons the muscles everything so that was really tough um the schedule and getting used to that was really really hard for me I was used to an undergrad, you know, stacking up the classes in the beginning and having free time to just relax and decide when I wanted to get my work done. And in dental school, you don't have that freedom. They completely make your schedule for you and you have very limited time. I mean, we would go to school most days from eight to five and we'd get home. By the time you eat dinner, it's six, seven o'clock. Don't really have time for a workout. And if you do, then you're up all night doing homework. So it was really hard for me to figure out that balance and with comparing myself to people I feel like I was constantly working like so and so posted oh on Instagram that they're studying for this class and then I'm like dang like I'm sitting here just scrolling through Instagram and they're posting but like it's not I realize that one if you're posting you're probably not studying I've been guilty of that myself and two who cares if they're studying maybe they're studying because tomorrow when I want to study they're going to be napping or working out or just watching tv so there's no reason and I realized this the hard way there's no reason to compare yourself and once I figured that out and figured out what best works for me as far as balance and things like that my grades went up my mood went up everything was so much better I was able to find friends that I really got along with at school and I just think that things took a big turnaround once I figured all that out and kind of snapped back into who I am Um, another thing I'm going to be pretty honest about it was really tough for me to find my group of people at dental school. Um, first year, I really struggled making friends for the first time in my life. And, you know, Gabby and I always joke around about how we don't have any friends, but it's like we love hanging out with people and making new friends and talking to people. But, you know, we are big just family people and we do like to hang out at home and things like that. But when it came to making friends in undergrad, I had a blast I mean I made a big group of friends early on freshman year I would be making friends with people left and right in my classes and in dental school I just really really struggled and it took me a long time to make connections with people and sort of enjoy going to school I mean there were many lunch periods I ate alone because I just had to get away from everyone and everything and I would just put on a YouTube video or watch a Netflix show and just eat my lunch and quiet and peace because I was so stressed out just like constantly trying to figure out why my classmates you know didn't want to hang out with me or why they didn't like me and I think a big part of that was the block I put up in my own brain and just sort of overthinking things when in reality you know there were people that wanted to hang out with me and I eventually figured that out and did make friends but it was hard it took a lot and I mean 
the first semester of dental school was probably one of the hardest times in my life just as far as figuring out who I am I guess I think I went through a lot of growth and changes that semester because just so many changes were going on in my life and kind of trying to figure out how to deal with all those and the person I wanted to be and the traits I wanted to and didn't want to have as far as jealousy and comparing myself and things like that. Um, I know that we did say we wanted to talk about mental health in a completely different episode, so I'm not going to dive too much into that, but I was in a crappy place. You know, I was crying a lot. I was very stressed and my heart condition got worse and my anxiety was getting worse and all these things were going wrong and I just couldn't figure out, you know, how to fix it. And I mean, I did go on medication. I'm being completely honest. I did go on medication. I did you know, stay in therapy and things like that. And just to talk about, you know, why I was so stressed and how I could make friends and how I could get through this without, my biggest thing is I didn't want to look back and be like, wow, I was miserable those four years when I could have had so much fun. And I'm definitely realizing that. I mean, I've realized it before now, but even now, you know, on my summer break before I would have worked four jobs. I mean, four is extensive, but at least two jobs And I would be, you know, preparing for the semester and things like that. Now, I am so relaxed. I haven't done a single thing regarding school. I don't even download the syllabus stuff that's coming in for the next couple weeks. So I just think I've taken a huge shift as far as what's important to me. And I realized that grades and like my quote unquote productivity didn't define me. And who cares if I got a B in this class? Like, I mean, I got my first B in dental school and yeah, I'm super proud of myself, you know, for getting A's before that, but who cares? I realize that it's not like I go out and meet somebody and say, hi, I'm Lexi. And they say, what did you get in histology your first year of dental school? Like, no, people don't care. And so I stopped putting so much pressure on myself as far as grades go. And I stopped, you know, dreading school and thinking oh here's another day and waking up and just being miserable going to school and I started realizing that life is too freaking short to just sit and study all day and that's the truth and if there's anybody out there that needs to hear that put your homework down and just go outside do something you enjoy and I'm not saying like oh never study and get horrible grades but I think so many of us especially in the grad school field and pre-med phase and all of that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the best at everything we do and it just it doesn't matter it's not worth it and what I've realized in talking to people and talking to other dentists is that residencies also look for more the kind of person you are and your extracurricular activities than you know your GPA or your ranking as much and times are changing and people want dentists that are all around good people and I think focusing on that and just living your life it will pay off. And for me, when I started doing that, like I said, my grades actually went up, which was a huge shock to me. And so, yeah, that was just another big lesson that I learned, I think. As far as the culture at UB, um, I think it depends on the class. Each class that they accept, I think, has a very different makeup of people. Um, Our class is a lot of fun. And at first, like I said, I didn't see that. And I really struggled to make friends and go out and have fun with my classmates but I've now found an awesome group of people that I truly feel are there for me and you know when I need something I know that they would be there for me and 
since I'm spending most of my time at school with these people, I think it's important to make those relationships. I mean, at first I wrote it off and I was like, nope, it's fine. There's no people like there's nobody here that wants to be my friend and I'm okay with that. And I just sort of was really, really negative and dwelled in the negative aspects of dental school. And, you know, I sort of realized that that's not going to change anything. And it's time to focus on the positives. And if I don't like something, guess what? Dental school is not my whole life. And like I mentioned in the social media episode with Gabby, even on my social media, I didn't want to be pigeonholed into I'm just a dental student because there are so many other things about me. And I think that's the great part about our class in particular is there's so many people that do things outside of dental school that when it comes down to school, they know how to have fun when they need to. And UB has plenty of options for that. I mean, there's a Bill's tailgate every year. And obviously, there's going to be big changes with everything with COVID and things like that. And I'm going to get into that a little bit in a minute. But our class has been good at just keeping in touch and lifting each other up when things go wrong. And yeah, obviously there's drama. There's going to be drama for sure. I mean, there's a, it's a small group of people. You know so much about these people in no time because you spend so much time with them and you see the bad sides and the good sides so quickly and you get on each other's nerves. I mean, I feel like I fight with my classmates sometimes like siblings. And even though we haven't known each other that long, it's just human nature because you're around them so, so much. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, the culture. So the culture at UB, yeah, I mean, like I said, it took me some time, but there are people out there and there are activities. There's so many clubs at UB as far as the dental school goes. Um, And no matter what I want to do, I know that there's an event going on here or a webinar for this or a club that I can run for this. Like there's truly so much to get involved in, which is something I'm very grateful for at UB. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make it all sunshines and rainbows there are a bunch of things that I dislike and I think that's going to be at every dental school there are a bunch of struggles that we face as a class to sort of make these changes with and it hasn't always been easy and happy and we've had a lot of tough conversations with administration and just trying to use our voice to make a change and try to our big thing I think as a class is we all realize that we are paying so much money for this education and that we want to stand our ground when it comes to certain things and that's not always easy and administration disagrees with us on a very regular basis and that's okay i think we're just learning to sort of try to figure out which battles are worth fighting and which ones aren't and i think there's going to be things like that at every school but just being completely straight up i think one thing that ub can improve upon not that any of them are listening to this podcast but is organization and it is hard when you run a business and a dental school and you know all of that combined into one but I think as students we often find ourselves fishing for information that we feel should just be readily provided to us as far as scheduling and you know changes being made so last minute and things like that Um, but you know we're chugging through and we're already starting the third year which I cannot believe because it seems like just yesterday I was starting my first year, but I'm very grateful. I'm so ready to be done with school and finally be a dentist and be done studying. But to get into sort of what's been going on lately with COVID and changes like that. So this past spring semester, we went to spring break having no clue if we were going to come back or not. When we left for spring break, the plan was to come back like normal. However, as that week progressed, we realized that that would not be the case. And we actually finished the semester completely online. Now for me, I absolutely loved that. 
I loved being able to have more freedom with my schedule and watch the lectures when I wanted and take quizzes in a quiet environment where I'm comfortable on my own couch or at my own desk. I truly, truly loved online school. And the only thing that I would say really wasn't great as far as the school aspect of all these changes went was our lab classes became online, which as far as lab goes, it was kind of impossible to continue those classes from an online structure. Um, so that was really, really tough to get used to. And for me, I was somebody that has always worked while I was in school. In undergrad and dental school, I worked. And so with the bars and restaurants being shut down and being a bartender, a server, I couldn't work. And so that was really tough too, not having that balance of getting away from school. Um, but Sean and I tried to, you know, do fun things as much as we can inside the house. And then once the weather got nice, it was a lot better because we could go on walks and things like that. Um, but as far as our, we call it early fall at UB, which is like an extension of the spring semester. It's normally right after the spring semester ends in May. But for our class, they decided to start it in July. So right now, as I'm recording this, I am off. I finished like May 7th, I think, with finals. And I am off until July 6th, which is when our quote unquote early fall will start. And as of right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be online. And Tuesday, Thursday, we are split into groups to do our implant lab course. And so we'll see how that goes. We're going to be splitting groups going in in smaller numbers and things like that. So it'll be it'll be interesting. We haven't been able to go into clinic, which is kind of a bummer because normally right now, our class going into their D3 year, we would be seeing patients on a more regular basis starting in July. And with oral surgery, boot camp, it's called, and things like that, a lot of hands-on dentistry we will not be able to do in July. So just cross our fingers. Hopefully in August, we'll be able to do those things. But I am hopeful that the lectures will continue online because I really like that structure. I think I learn a lot better that way when I'm more comfortable and less stressed. I mean, I am a homebody when it comes down to it. So being able to spend those days at home for me was absolutely incredible. Um, and it was a horrible, a horrible time in the world for sure as far as the virus goes. But I think the school did a really good job, I will say, of keeping the curriculum and the courses flowing while we are at home. And I feel like I learned the same, if not more, being at home from our like lecture courses. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see moving forward what that's like and how the education is going to be different now for us and for all the students coming after us due to the virus and things like that. Okay, if you're still listening to this, I feel like I'm talking so fast and it's just my voice. Hopefully this is entertaining and interesting for those of you that want to know more. But the last thing I'm going to talk about, I guess, is my future plans. And honestly, there's not much to say because I really don't know. Um, I don't know exactly where I want to do my residency. Originally, I came into dental school wanting to for sure be a pediatric dentist. And as much as I would still love that, I've learned there is more to general dentistry than I thought and I've seen a lot more sides and things that I like and dislike now that I'm doing them hands-on so we'll see um the pros and cons when it comes to specializing versus not you know there's a full list but I don't know if I want to go to residency for two plus years to be a pediatric dentist versus one and then start working you know I mean I've been in school now for 23 years of my life without a break honestly and it's going to be 25 by the time I graduate. So we'll see. I mean, when I know, I'll keep you guys updated, I guess, if you care. But as of right now, I'm just finishing up dental school. I'm 
third year will be interesting. Everybody says that that is a tough year because you're balancing clinic twice a week and then courses three times a week. So we'll see. I mean, I enjoy being in clinic and it's kind of like a stress release for me to get to actually talk to patients and work, you know, doing the career that I've wanted to do for a while instead of just sitting in a lecture hall. But we will see how that goes. Um, Okay, I feel like I'm rambling now. But follow me on Instagram to follow along. I do post, you know, what I'm up to day to day in dental school and things like that. And I think other than that, we will talk to you on next week's podcast. Definitely give us a shout out on your Instagram stories. We love seeing that when you guys listen because, I mean, as much as we love seeing the numbers growing of the podcast, they are numbers and we love to put faces with those numbers with who's actually listening to the podcast because, I mean, especially recording alone, it gets a little lonely just talking to a microphone, but we are so grateful for you guys for listening. And if you have any other questions about this, send me a DM on Instagram, the Chicken Noodle Scoop Instagram or my personal one. Um, We love to hear your questions. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. Bye, guys.